Are you paying too much for your home and auto insurance? At Caleb Holloway State Farm, you're a one-quick-click call and quote away for some serious savings. Visit www.calebholloway.net or call 706-406-2111 for all of your home, auto, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, Caleb Holloway State Farm is there. Hey everybody, it's Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. Are you looking for something a little extra to get you through your day? Well, let me suggest Kill Cliff. Kill Cliff is a clean energy drink with a natural source of caffeine derived from green tea leaves. Whether it be the Kill Cliff for recovery, Ignite for that energy boost, or the CBD-infused Kill Cliff, they've got you covered. Go to CigarStoreIdiot.com, click on the Kill Cliff link, and use promo code CIGARIDIOTS for some awesome savings. Kill Cliff, clean energy, killer taste. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob, and you, sir, are? I'm Andrew. And you, sir, are? I'm Mike. And you, sir, are? Tony Metcalf. What's going on, fellas? How are y'all? What's up, guys? Pretty good. How about yeah, you? Good. Doing good. Uh, we're, we're stoked to have you guys in uh, and, and talk about what we're going to talk about today. Before we get into that, though, the one thing I wanted to talk about, did y'all see that mess last night with, with Jake, Paul, and Ben? <laughs> what is Ben? Here, what, what did we go from that promotion to what happens to Ben Askren now. So I mean, anybody I, want to put an input on that? Well, the question was, is it, was it, was it staged? Yes. I think it was. If it was staged, he's making money. He's happy. Yes, he, he is. He made a lot of money. So he, he, he pulled a fast one and he's, he's walking away happy. Yeah. He said it was actually his biggest paycheck ever, which is crazy. You know, you got to think Ben Askren's an Olympic level wrestler. Yes. Great MMA fighter. I mean, he beat Douglas Lima. Yeah, in an MMA fight. Douglas Lima is one of the best fighters in the world. So he's a, he's definitely a solid MMA fighter. So to think that, uh, you know, that's his biggest check ever is fighting a YouTube star. It's really sad. It's it what is does it say about the industry. <clears throat> well, I think what it tells you is is that um, being famous for nothing is a big thing now. Like, yeah. So you know, nothing against a hey, God bless Jake and Logan. Yeah. Thing, but yeah, it's a biggest check ever for the for one of the for you know a stud athlete you know? yeah what does he have to do level. now yeah what yeah where does he go from there he doesn't, do he doesn't have to go from there coach yeah. coach wrestling what yeah. is what he's already with his own wrestling academy oh yeah done already yeah, yeah. yeah. well I, I mean i'm not gonna say my body's awesome but i took a look at his last night and i was like damn jesus <laughs> what's going on over there he's <laughs> sitting see, on the he's sitting on the beach laughing at us talking about whether it was real or yeah, not he is that's he what's is. happening you see that meme there's a meme that had there's a meme that had him at weigh-ins and it said what your refrigerator sees at 3 a.m. You, know, you have, <laughs> no. you have, you half naked, like looking just, you know, he looked like 
steely-eyed glaze, like yeah. him half naked. It's like what your refrigerator sees at 3 a.m. <laughs> Man, it memes, memes get me through my day. Love I know, right? Love, so. love them. Um, all right, well, let's get down to business. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about some uh, things that we've been we've been waiting to talk about for a while with you guys. Uh, I have a question for you, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Metcalf, are you the wolf? Ha <laughs> ha. That's a good question. Actually, when we're coming up with a name for the group, we were a little afraid of the wolf name because even though I actually follow Jordan Belford, I love Jordan Belford, who those who don't know, he is the uh, wolf of Wall Street that the movie, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie was based on. And there's some negative connotations with that because even though he was actually a great trader and did tons with penny stocks, which I have the best penny stock trader I know beside me and Mike Brador, um, the negativity of that. So, so what I wanted to go away from is I'm not the wolf. I'm a member of a pack. We're a pack. And, and if you follow wolves, they're not only are they super intelligent, but uh, they actually set traps for their, for their victims, for their prey. And um, they're better together. So, so the idea of the wolves was I have a certain way I trade stocks and I've been big into this for a long time. And I've been in touch before we even started the group, I've been in touch with a lot of our common friends, Robbie Ramey, Chad Hollander. These guys are like mentors to me and mm-hmm. have been business partners for years. Mike and I have been in touch forever about stock stuff. And, and so when I put this group together, I thought like, let's come up with a group of people that, that are, their strengths are different. And we even have cubs. We have these young guys, a lot of young people that, that know nothing about um, trading. So the whole idea with the, with the wolves was to create a pack and create a family. They're like a family. Mm-hmm. They, when a wolf dies, they mourn the wolf. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's really a family uh, atmosphere. So that's all I wanted to do is to create a community, create a culture. And, and we're from the youngest to the highest up. You have the cubs who were become, you know, I am definitely a cub. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. a cub. I don't think I'm born yet. I don't even know if I'm a cub. <laughs> we'll get you there. I'm still in the womb. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that, the, the whole reason for the, you know, to make that clear is like, there's not a wolf. We're a pack. We're, we, we hunt together. And uh, we, I think the the idea of the group was just to get a group of get people together that, that are passionate about something. Like you and I were talking about it five minutes ago down the street. Uh, I've owned, I think it's 11 or 12 businesses. I'm more passionate about investing than I was about, no offense to Jay Shell and those guys, than I was about River Jam, mm-hmm. Battle of Rome, the nutrition stores I owned, the nutrition service companies I own now, the the things I have going on now. Investing is my biggest passion. It's what I'm the most passionate about financially. I got you. Yeah. So what we were talking about too, uh, there and there's a couple of ways to do it. You know, we're looking at uh, you've got people are talking about day trading right now. Uh, people are talking about the crypto and and Doji coin, uh, and then you there's so many different things that you can you can invest your time and money into. Um, but if you're not doing it correctly, and if you don't have uh, the right resources or the right people to reach out to. I mean, you, you're essentially gamble. You're taking a huge gamble, which I mean, invest in, you know, honesty, it honestly, it is a, it is a bit of a gamble, but, uh, but the better you prepare yourself with, with, a, with your knowledge and the people that you surround yourself with and the information that you're getting, I, I feel like it's going to be, that that's definitely going to help you get, uh, you know, get some return on your investment. So, and I wanted to talk to you, Mike, I wanted to see, uh, kind of, what are we talking about when we're looking at the day trading thing that people, what, what, what are some, what are some things that people do that make a big giant mistake when they're getting into day trading? Well, I think, uh, the, the first thing is what, what's the difference between day trading and swing trading day trading people are in and they're out in the same day. Uh, most people are swing trading. So they're, 
they're getting in, they're in either a day, multiple days or weeks or months. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest problem that I see is nobody has a plan. Um, when, when you trade, you have to look at it like a business. Okay. So you're, you're in a business with yourself and you're betting against the world. So it's easy to say buy low, sell high. Mm -hmm. The problem is how do you do that? You need to make sure whatever you invest in, you leave it, give it to somebody else at a higher price than you, you bought it for. Every, when it's good, it's good. Everybody wants to get in, buy a stock. And most people that I know, they do the, the, the prey, the hold and pray method. They just want to hold it and, and watch it grow. Right. The, the problem is, is when it's bad, nobody has a plan. So my, my, my biggest thing that I see people get into the stock market they, they, they don't sit down and actually write a plan out. So number one, how much they want to spend. I have, I have multiple friends come to me who've recently invested with, with all the Reddit stuff going on. They jumped into Robinhood. They made mm -hmm. a little bit of money. Now they want to take out a loan. Biggest no-no you could do is invest money you don't have. Can't do that. If you can do the same thing with $20,000, you can do the same thing with five hundred. dollars You take five hundred, dollars you can five times your money, you get $2,500. You do that again, it goes up. Never, ever, ever start by taking out a loan if you don't know what you're doing. Gotcha. Um, that's number one. I so that's something I never even thought that, but people actually take a loan out to invest. That is a huge gamble. Or, or, they, or, they, or they invest on margin or use leverage, right? They, they, it's money they don't have. It's, and, and a lot of these lending platforms will, uh, which is a huge pitfall, I kind of look at it that I, I think the most predatory thing we have in our society today is um, student loans. Yeah. Think about it. You're 18 years old and, and someone's like, hey, I'll just give you a ton of money. I'm going to give you a ton of money and um, for your uh, art studies class, the, your, your art studies degree that you can't make money with right. that degree. Right. And uh, so I, I think that's uh, I, I believe that's predatory. Mm -hmm. I believe for these new investors, for a guy like Mike, he's seasoned, super, super intelligent guy. Um, it wouldn't be a worry with him, but you get on a lot of these platforms and you don't even realize when you check a box that you're trading on margin, meaning you're using their money. Well, they're going to charge you percentage to oh, use their money for sure and then if you if you buy into some things you know if you bought tesla at a hundred dollars and you're like hey i traded on margin but now tesla's worth a couple thousand dollars a share then you're like hey i hit the lottery but if you buy if you buy at the top like where we were just at and then have a correction i just borrowed ten thousand dollars from robin hood and now my my account is worth uh twenty two hundred dollars you know I, i'm in a $8,800 hole here. So yeah. I think there's some, with interest, there's some, exactly. Yeah, there's some, there's some predatory issues okay. with, uh, with some of these platforms, I think. I gotcha. So when you're talking about, we're talking about when you do, you, you don't have a plan or you do have a plan and things go bad, things go south. And a lot of people are ready to jump off the ship, like, like it's sinking. So, so what do you, what, what do you, what's your advice on, on something like that when that goes down? So there, there's there's two two schools of thought, right? The Warren Buffett school where you're married to a stock and you stay there 100% of the time and you've invested in that company. I I learned differently than Tony. The way Tony trades, the way Chad trades, they they marry a company and they hold and and watch it grow. They believe in what what the value of the company is. I started completely different. I started looking at charts and understanding lines. And one of the biggest things I like to say is the lines don't lie. So when you look at a chart, it, it has a wave, it has a path, it goes up and down and oscillates. There's support and resistance levels. If you look at the support as the floor of the, the building, you look at the resistance as the roof of the building. If you let a balloon go, it's going to hit that top of the roof and it can't go any further. 
if a stock starts to come down and bounce off a, a support level, well, that's a good time to buy. The problem is, is if it always bounces off and goes up, well, things go well. What happens when it dips below? You've got to have a plan what you're willing to lose, whether that's 2%, 5%, even 50%. Mm -hmm. Most people, if you're married to the stock and you know you're going to hold it, that's fine. But if you're not married to it and you're not going to hold it, you have to know when, when enough is enough, when to press the button to let it go. Okay. And now I know, um, and I was, I was doing a little dabbling myself and a few things. And so I was, I was kind of interested in, I got into the weed stocks and, uh, man, I was all over it when it was like good times, everybody's having a good time, legislation's mm -hmm. passing, mm -hmm. this stuff's about to go through the roof. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what happened? Were you into the weed or the weed stocks? The stocks both? only. Okay. The I'm stocks checking. only. So. <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> but I, I remember I had messaged you and I was like, uh, if this doesn't stop, I'm going to jump 10 stories off a building headfirst into a thumbtack. I remember so, that. Yeah. I'm freaking out. So, so, so what do you have? Uh, it kind of depends on what's going on uh, with, with, I guess, the world. You know, you gotta, you got to pay attention to what's going on in the world. Uh, it's funny you mentioned weed because so I've been trading weed stocks for almost four years now. That's, that's actually four years ago when I started getting back into the market. That's where I made a lot of my money. And a lot of the weed stocks that were trading $5, $6, $7. I remember Tilray went from $13, $14 to $300, right? These now are stocks trading at 30 cents, 15 cents, mm -hmm. six, you know, dollars. So people jumping back in now, pot's going to come back around. Right. right. The thing is, is it, it goes in cycles. It seems like right now weed was popular for a brief hit and then it went to EV. It's kind of like I've got a four-year-old that plays soccer. When the four-year-olds run around playing soccer, one kid kicks the ball and all kids jumble. They run over to the ball. One day's weed, the next day's EV, the next day's crypto and NFT, and we keep jumping back and forth. So okay, and I can give you a, a, another analogy on that too. When I used to coach baseball, I coached t-ball, and uh, when the ball would get out, hit out in the field, all the kids, every position would chase that one ball. So it's like feeding goldfish. You put the food in, and they all go to that yeah, one spot. So so that makes perfect sense. What I was going to add to that, Rob, is um, and Mike and I were talking about this briefly a little bit earlier. Um. Part of the reason for the Wolves of Woodstock is to get people excited about investing. I love talking to someone about investing. And I love seeing, seeing people get excited. But a problem we've had that in the market, not, not with the Wolves, but in the market is, and what he said was uh, that squirrel mentality, a raccoon, like, mm -hmm. oh, shiny thing. Yeah. So, so they run to the next shiny thing. And a lot of, I think a lot of the problem with that is they say the most new investors have entered the market since the drop-off due to COVID. Mm -hmm. so, so the most new money has come into the market during that time. But uh, if you follow the Reddit boys, which I, I don't I actually don't like what they're doing. I don't like the playing with the GameStop and, because I think overall it, hurt, it hurts the market. Yep. And here's why. It hurts the market and here's why. Uh, when you're messing with these hedge fund guys – that have billions of dollars and they're shorting and Mike can get deeper into this because I'm, you know, it's, it's definitely not my forte, but there's when they're shorting stocks and they're doing this, when they can't cover their shorts, they have to dump something else to, to, to free that money up to cover that short. Well, they're dumping probably quality stocks. Wouldn't you say Mike? So they're dumping quality stocks. And when they're dumping these quality stocks, they're mess, they're causing volatility in, in stocks and in sectors that shouldn't have volatility because they're actually strong when they're really just trying to play with this. They're trying to play with AMC, which is really worth a, about the, this drink you gave me. Right. That's what AMC's worth is about this, this kill cliff actually is worth way more than AMC. Right. You know, this, this right. actual drink is worth more than a share of AMC, 
But um, when they're playing with this thing and you're messing with the hedge funds, which I think is funny, but the problem is you you reset the whole market. So back to these new investors that have just gotten into the market. My problem with them is not that, um, but but anyway, what the Reddit boys coined was diamond hands. Diamond hands is you do not, you know, diamonds, what one of the hardest substances on earth. Mm-hmm. Diamond hands is you do not let it go. You hold it, you hold it until the hedge fund guys crumble mm-hmm. was the plan. The problem is with all these new investors in the market, paper hands. Yeah, Paper hands are people, the first sign of anything. Oh, weed's falling off a little. Mike and I were just talking about this. Weed's going to soar. Oh, yeah. Weed's going to soar. Weed's going nowhere. Crypto's going nowhere. Um, but the problem is something falls off a little. Oh, my God, Tesla's going through the roof. I'm jumping to NEO, BYD, X-Pang, Lee. And then, oh, that's kind of, you know, that that's kind of correcting. I'm leaving that. So it's like all these guys are actually like um, the new investors. As much as I love getting people excited and into investing, I believe these new investors hurt the market because – they're not they're not that old school like if you have a true I, I consider things you got momentum plays, you got swing trades, you got day trades, and then you have your high conviction stocks. If something is a high conviction stock and there's nothing has fundamentally like like a good example, the whole EV sector just took a dump. Mm-hmm. EV's not going away. No. EV is the future. Right. Electric vehicles are going to take over the world as much as I'm an old school muscle car guy. Right. EVs are going to take over the world. They're not going anywhere. So if you jump from the EV ship, but nothing about the company you were investing in, nothing had changed fundamentally, you're not a good investor. You get out too soon. Yeah. You're not a good you're not a good investor. It also hurts the companies, right? The companies that actually have really good momentum that actually should be going somewhere. The people jump in, get out, drops like a rock, and then it takes them time to get back where they were. That makes sense. It's like Chicken Little. The sky's falling. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's take off running. So. Yeah. And I've been seeing it, you know, in the, in the Dogecoin uh, and in crypto. We're looking at these two things, and it's so complex, man. There's so many different things. Like, how do you know what to, what to buckle? Because I know I can go read an article on Tesla, or I can go – Read an they make an actual a, product. An, an they make something. Yeah, but you're 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 asking me to try to figure out uh, all these different things that doesn't even exist. Nothing's tangible. You can't touch it. There's nothing there. Uh, how does that even work? Well, so th- this is one of the things why crypto for me actually works well the way I trade. Since I use charts, you know, when when you look at stocks, you've got other ways you can go do research on stocks, and you can do the same thing with crypto, but. You don't have SEC.gov for crypto. Mm-hmm. You have you have YouTube and who is ever talking about it, who's doing podcasts on those right. things. The difference is the chart on a stock is the same chart on a crypto. So for me, I read charts. If I can look at the chart and I like the way it looks, it shows me a cup and handle, shows me it's going up, I get in, get out. Um, as long as somebody creates something and shows value, right, if people believe it has value, it's going to grow question is is now we have so many cryptos out there there is a ton there are tons more jesus so how much of those things are going to be legit one of the things i look at for safe plays is humble pay i don't know if you guys know anything about humble pay no but they now have come out with some crypto funds where if you sign up and do a five five dollar a month contract or you five dollar a month you pay humble and you give them uh they have blocks and each block has different x number of cryptos so if you put two thousand dollars in block three they'll automatically diversify those that $2,000 between the block. And if you're curious or unsure about what to go into, those are the kind of things you want to look at. Something where you have a bigger company buying into multiple stocks or mm-hmm. multiple cryptos, that's a safer bet. 
So what I'm looking at now, we we we've got a big project that we're we're trying to, if if the good Lord sees it uh, permittable, we'll we'll get this job that we're working on. It's a really big commercial job, so I'm going to come up with some extra money. I got some extra money that I can play with, uh, and I actually thought about looking into doing in some into some of the crypto stuff, but that's just I'm really going to have to figure out. Uh, I'll have to sit down and talk to you because uh, it's such a giant. That's a gamble, but man, it's. When it hits, I mean, it freaking hits. I mean, it's like, it's 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 life changing uh, money that could possibly be made there. The hard part too is the, the the number of platforms that are available, right? They have Coinbase, Binance, Bittrex, KuCoin. There's all these different platforms, and each platform currently have different cryptos you can buy. Mm-hmm. So as that grows, that's going to change, and the platforms are going to have the same amount of cryptos in there. But until that happens, now you have you have SafeMoon and these other cryptos that you have to jump on three different places to get to, and it's gotcha. confusing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's there's so many different avenues, uh, and then there's so many different ones. That's the, that's, and man, just like I was talking about my equipment I have here, and the reason we have it, and it's nice because it, it stupid people can work it, and that's why I have it. So mm-hmm. I definitely need somebody to lean on. But uh, we also didn't want to sound like we were talking to a tin can too. Though. Yeah, it, it makes great. a big difference. I've heard some of those. Yeah. I've heard some of those uh, podcasts. Yeah, uh, we've hey, all heard those podcasts. I'm not knocking your hustle. Just mm. it's tough to listen to one when you're driving down the road in a car through your uh, audio speakers. Right. So um, I want to get back to the uh, to the. I'm more of a. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like a sit and wait kind of guy and watch it grow. Uh, I I like to I like to see what's hot and what's moving and try to to try to make a move on it. So um I need to diversify myself a little better. I need to and and if you could if one of you guys want to go into t- what what the importance of diverse diversification is uh for for these for these new folks like myself that's wanting to start trading. Well, Mike already kind of touched on it a second ago with um, talking about some of the uh, platforms where you can basically buy a basket of crypto. Mm-hmm. Individual stocks are sexy. Yeah. They're sexy. Yeah. But at least 70 to 75% of my wealth is in index funds, ETFs, things of that nature. Cause, because you're getting a basket. Like if you're getting a – what I recommend for anyone is – if you're getting in, whatever you had, this is my recommendation, and, and Mike would play it fast and loose, and and we've both been super successful, so you can't knock either game. Sure. Um, so what he does works. What I want to learn from both of you. Right. right. No, no, I'm saying what he, what he does completely works. He showed me some of his stuff, man. In fact, I lean on Mike for anything, anything that's uh, momentum, swing, Mike's my guy, 100%. But what people are doing is they're getting in, and, and Mike and I were talking about this. I put posts on the site about like, hey – when you start making some money, when everything was going really well, the saying is when everything's right, nothing can go wrong, mm-hmm. right? When everything was going up, you know, you can, you could throw a dart at a wall and hit a stock and it's, it, it may be going up everything after the correction, the awful correction for COVID, mm-hmm. everything was pretty much going up. Yeah. But what I kept telling people is like, Hey, if you're making good money on these stocks, I need individual stock plays. And I'm happy to give people my individual stock plays Buy an index fund. Okay. Split that money in two. Buy an index fund. Buy it. And actually, there's a famous bet. Warren Buffett, I believe, it was in 2004 or 2005. He bet the five. He bet the ten top hedge fund managers, guys from guys from Merrill Lynch, guys from um, Goldman Sachs, for charity. He said, um, "I'll put up a million dollars if all you guys will put up a million dollars. You 
take a million dollars and you take it however you want and invest in whatever you want, invest in whatever stocks you want. I'm going to take my million. I'm going to put it in the S&P 500. Whoever wins at the end gets all the money for charity. Mm -hmm. You give it to your charity. Not one of the 10 best hedge fund guys in the world beat the S&P 500 for 10 wow. years. Okay. Not one. Not one. And that, that speaks volumes. It speaks huge volume. Yeah, so so the, way I, the way I look at it is like um, individual stocks are sexy. There's, you know, I love Tesla and BYD. And I, there's so many stocks that I'm married to, like Mike said, that I'm never. In fact, I keep telling people to buy BYD. It's the, um, it's the Chinese electric car company that when they went public, Warren Buffett bought 10% of the company. He spent two hundred thirty-three million, which is now worth uh, six billion. Jesus, twelve years ago, six billion from two hundred thirty. So I've been and Chad Holander got me in on that. Mm -hmm. Chad's Chad's a he's a big Warren Buffett guy. Love he, huge Warren Buffett. Guy. His 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 email address is Warren Buffett. It Jr. is, so, and it has been for a very and long always time. has been, yeah. always has been. So um, but uh, Chad's genius, and and Warren Buffett's certainly genius. So what I try to tell people is like, that's home base. You know, and this, and so when you're out buying individual stocks, yeah, make good plays and whatever and see where, see where the, find something with Warren Buffett too, find something with competitive durable advantage. Like you look at, I own a lot of Apple. Apple's going nowhere mm -hmm. ever. Do I like all their practices and all? No, I don't. But is Apple going anywhere? Absolutely not. They have an advantage on everyone in, in what they do. They're the top in what they do. So find somebody with a competitive durable advantage, but definitely diversify because when these tech stocks and NASDAQ was taking a dump the last couple months. S&P is at an all-time high. Dow's at an all-time high. NASDAQ was off. NASDAQ is where, is where most of your growth in tech stocks are traded. But if you put at least, I say 70, but if you put at least 70% of your money in a basket of investments, because when you're saying I'm in the S&P 500, that's the 500 biggest, basically the 500 biggest companies in the United States. And like Warren Buffett said, for them to, for that, for them to completely fail, the United States is in Jesus, bad, trouble. Yeah. bad shape. And, yeah. and I also believe now, I used to be a guy that like The Intelligent Investor is a great book um, from Benjamin Graham. It's from the 50s, but it's Warren Buffett's, Warren Buffett's Bible, basically he calls it. But what it says in there is back in the day, whatever your age is. So, Rob, you're 25 right now. Yes, yes. So you would do 25% bonds, 75% um, stocks, right? So whatever your age is, you say that, well, that used to be the conventional wisdom, and now that's going away because the bond market's not really bond, – bonds are awful now. Yeah, bonds yeah. aren't worth investing in because because money's so cheap my that mom, you can't make money in bonds. Anymore. That's the one thing my mom always did for my kids every every year. Like for the savings birth. bonds? But yeah, yeah so that used they, to be a good move. Dude, they've got a ton of saving bonds. I, I don't even know what they're worth. Maybe – there's not no telling. I mean, I, don't I know. think they used to come to full maturity in like seven years when we were young. Okay. You know, but when you when when you and I and um when you and I were young, I think they'd come to full maturity in seven years. Back when cartoons were cool. Cartoons were cool. <laughs> cartoon Saturdays, best day best. of the week. Best Full of cereal, cartoons. Best Lucky Charms and cartoons. <laughs> yes, that was sir. my that was my jam right there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but now I think it's like eighteen and a half years to to double oh, your money wow. on a bond. Okay. Like, if I'm yeah. if, I, if I'm taking eighteen years to get that twenty five dollar savings bond to fifty. Like that's probably not the move. That's well. where that's where crypto and some of these other things come into play. Exactly. Where you still want to diversify, but I just think like you can't um, put seventy percent of your of your assets into a you know a, you know it could be a four hundred one k Roth IRA whatever, but put put the bulk of your assets into a basket. 
because it's hard for a betting on one individual stock is a lot more difficult than like, hey, I'm betting on Apple, Microsoft, Amazon. Did it for all them to be bad at once is it's, 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 it, you know you're gonna have your times. Sure. You have your times with the mark. Like when when um when the housing bubble burst, obviously everything everything went really bad. When the dot com bubble burst, and I, and here's the thing. I've been around for all these things. And there's another, there's another thing that, that Warren Buffett pointed out that I think is amazing. If you're thinking like when the stock market's down, he, he says two, two really good quotes. Is he says, the stock market is an apparatus to take money from the impatient and give it to the patient. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm that's the, good. I'm the patient. Yeah. That's good. I'm yeah, the patient. That's, that's a different, a different way and, for me to look right. at it. Right. And then the other thing he said was the only person that gets the only the person that gets hurt really badly on a roller coaster is the one that tries to get off before it's finished. You try yeah. to get off a roller coaster before it's finished. It's going to go bad, but right. when you finish, you're going to finish back on the platform the same, you know, but, uh, but something else that should, should give a lot of people solace in my mind is there's never been a time ever. And I'm talking great depression. Even there's never been a time ever where say the stock market hits a high. There's never been a time ever that 54 months later, it's not a new high and it's rarely ever that long of a time. Right, Mike? It's, it's way quicker than that most yeah. of the time. So when you think like, Oh my God! Everything's down. Even like two thousand, two thousand eight, uh, ninety nine, the the tech bubble. Within a short period of time, we were back hitting all time highs. They recovered. Yeah. So it's like we we have the we have the greatest economy the world has ever known, and and all of that. It's more of a global economy now. It's not the U.S. economy. Like if you're saying I'm betting, I'm betting on Apple. Well, Apple's global. The Amazon's global. Sure. Obviously, you know. So so uh, that's why I like the long play is yeah. because because never. For a short period of time, are we not way well above what it was before? That's why they kind of say if you're within five years of retirement, get really safe because you could have that fifty-three month period, which which probably won't happen, but a fifty-three month period where you don't see a higher high. I gotcha. But uh, but otherwise, man, if you're if you got a long time, you know, if you're looking at not needing your money for a long period of time, let it ride. You're yeah. gonna be fine. Let it ride. Let it ride. I know. Um, that, that's the one thing that I, I, I've always been accused of and guilty of being with, with this, watching our numbers with the podcast is my son's like always reminds me, stop watching the water bowl. So even in stocks, you just can't watch the market every single day. I mean, is it, do you, is that, is that a, if you play Mike's way, you have to kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I see, I see. It is hard. It is hard not to watch the phone. We've got phones all 24 sure. seven. You've got to put it down. The, I play penny stocks. So if I'm trading, I have to be watching my computer. I can't, I can't just put my phone down and not watch Mm -hmm. volatility of the penny stocks. I have to be willing to watch that thing drop 50% and timing is everything. But if you're playing swing plays and you're in there for a month or two, if you come up with the level and, and, and my success trading, you have to know what you're good at. You can't just pick stocks, you know, from a tree or, hey, Tony told me to buy this. I'm buying this. You have to know why you're buying it. So I know my, what I'm good at and what I'm not. I'm really good at picking plays. So I will, at the end of the night, I'll sit there and go through random 100 different stocks and I'll look at charts. If I find a good chart that I like that fits my criteria, I will come up with the price. That's my buy-in price. If that stock never hits it, I don't buy it. I set an alert on my phone, stock hits. I buy. I might have 100 stocks. I may trade five or six over and over and over. And then now we just had a downturn with crypto yesterday. A couple of things pop on my radar. Cash is king. You have to have cash when you're, when you're swing trading or day trading. If you don't have cash and everything's in the market, 
crypto just went down last night. You got no money, you can't play. Mm-hmm. So pick your entries. The biggest thing is everybody, I get phone calls the other day, uh, Ripple was, was going up. Should I buy Ripple? It was at 15 cents three months ago. It's almost $2. Why are you looking at buying it right now? Right. You, sh- you missed the boat. In the last three months, I probably had 12 to 15 stocks that have over 10, 10 to 20x. I was telling Tony, not one of them ever has stayed that high. They've always come back down and consolidated first. So you, you've got to have your plan. Know, know what you're good at. Not not the pray and wait method. That That is a plan, but it's not the best plan. Mm-hmm. And you you have to do some pulling money. You can't make money if you don't, if you don't pull it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to hold on to it forever and that's your goal, that's fine. But Warren Buffett doesn't make money if he doesn't sell a stock. So you've got to have a plan and then also make sure if you do pull profit, you know, pay yourself. Yep. Okay. You made a good point, Rob. You, uh, you were talking about the, when something's going up like crazy, it's like, I got to be in or whatever. And you know, that's called obviously FOMO fear of missing out. And it's like when, when GameStop was going crazy, um, one of our good friends, I'm not going to tell you who, because he might be embarrassed, was like, he went ahead and bought a bunch of GameStop at $300 Ooh, ouch. per share. Oof. Because some of the Reddit boys were saying it's going to 5000 Well, here's the thing. I'm not saying, well, actually, I am saying 100% GameStop was a Ponzi scheme. Am I right? Ponzi okay. scheme is like, as long, because, because GameStop and AMC aren't worth that much money right you know gamestop is pretty much a it's it's nostalgic they ran blockbuster up even for a little bit i think the, so the but, thing the thing with that too was uh you know and I, i'm a big fan of uh barstool sports and dave portnoy was absolutely. all over that and so no correct me if i'm wrong but nobody nobody got in trouble for any of that right none of those guys got in trouble for any of that right it well, just they just changed the way you play the market because they were getting their asses handed to them but the, oh yeah no exactly no they 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 had the resets and the tr- all of a sudden you couldn't trade on this platform because yeah, of the, because Robin. Of the volume and, and I'm it was like Robin Robin who correct oh, there was a bunch of them oh it was a, oh, they, 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 a lot of them followed oh, wow. trade. Uh, Robin, okay. a lot of them a lot of them followed suit um so uh but but you got to be careful of FOMO I'm I'm not I don't have a fear of missing out on anything you still have to use your common sense I mean Absolutely. if it's too good to be true. Absolutely. It's probably too good. To but it was, a, you know, it, it became a Ponzi scheme yeah. because, you know, a Ponzi scheme is it, it works until people stop putting money into it. Mm-hmm. And then someone will always be left holding the bag. Yeah. Don't be the guy left holding yeah. the bag. The, you know? the, the notorious uh, the airplanes holder. on the the passengers on the airplane scheme. <laughs> right. That was one of those I remember like a while back. Actually, when I how do how do we always run into these folks in the gym business? Right. <laughs> Remember that like, fifteen hundred dollars, you get so many people on my plane. When you when you're the captain, you get ten thousand dollars. Right. And this thing was running wild in Northwest Georgia uh, until they shut it down. But it's like you said, if you if if you're if you get caught in the bag, you're the one that takes the brunt of the loss. Now the so, guy that the guy that bought GameStop for what it was really worth, which was like fifteen bucks. I mean, he's when it's three hundred, he's, he's make he's making. He's going to Sizzler. <laughs> He's, He's going, going to exactly. Sizzler. Then, that, you, know what's, you know what's funny? It's like uh, someone put one of those uh, little Facebook things up the other day. Like when you were a kid, like I, I came from a modest family. My parents ended up very successful. When I was a kid, it was a very modest family. And they're like, name a restaurant you thought was fancy when you were yes. a kid. I thought Shoney's and Sizzler, Sizzler. were like, Sizzler, like, Shoney's I can, yeah. oh my God. We went to church every Sunday uh, and, and, um, 
I wasn't a, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I had friends there, but I was like, I, you know, I wanted to be playing, watching sports, whatever. But every Sunday, my dad's like, well, you know, after church, we're going to Shoney's. And I was like, it's worth it. It's all, right. it's all worth it. This that breakfast bar. Cake. It was this, a breakfast. Oh, that breakfast. That breakfast bar. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. You, uh, you got in GameStop or, or, or AMC early, early. You're going to Sizzler every night. Yeah. 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 But if you got in, <laughs> if you got in late, you're holding the bag for those. You, you paid those guys to go to Sizzler Damn. every night. Yeah. That's, that's why diamond hands work so well, right? You, yeah. you hold, hold, hold. Why the guys that got in earlier are getting out before you do. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that I've learned over the years is every day there's a stock that goes up 100%. There's always another stock. I see that, and I'm like, how in the world do people even know about that? Well, that so what I use TD Ameritrade. And okay. on, on TD Ameritrade, there's Thinkorswim, which is a trading platform. I don't think you can get a better platform without paying for it. Um, it, it's kind of, I don't know if you guys ever played Minecraft. I got kids. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've, I, had, I've, I've been forced I, to play. I, I tried to play Minecraft and you have to know all these controls before you can play it. So I've got a five-year-old, four-year-old. He's almost five. It, he's able to show here, dad, do this. And yeah. I'm 40 kid, years old. I'm lost. Yeah. My kids, my kids building the white house. Like, right. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't even kill a chicken. I'm over here trying to kill. Animals I don't understand it. Yeah. So, but the thinkorswim <laughs> is a really good platform and think or swim think or swim okay it has it has a lot of tools that that i use and also if you you don't know how to trade you can you can do trading on there i mean you can do training you can you can learn how to trade candlesticks you can learn how to do graphing you can you can start from the basics i like it but there's there's always another stock so what i do is i run a scanner i can run a scan based on since i like penny plays i run a scan from triple oh one or or yeah triple oh one all the way up to a dollar every morning i'll run a scan and see Based on volume, what's running now? There's most people don't realize if, and a lot of these people that jumped in on on Robinhood and Reddit, it's it's crazy to me that people think the stock market runs from 9 a.m. to to 4 p.m. It actually starts really early pre-market in, in early a.m. and then runs till 8 p.m. So pre-market, you have to look at volume a little bit differently. There's not as many people trading, mm-hmm. so volume's a little bit lower. But uh, I run a scanner between. Um, usually 7 a.m. I'll run a scan and see what's what's trading on volume. Penny stocks, you can't trade before 9 o'clock. So if the volume shot through the roof, there, there's a reason it's going up. So then I start looking at those stocks, and I'll, I'll dissect the charts based on based on volume. And price, uh, uh, you know, volume precedes price always. Man, I've got to – got to get on your level. I don't know if I ever will, but, man, I've got to start trying to pay more attention to it. It's uh, – because it's out there, man, and people are making making serious money. It, I mean, it, it's out there. It's a real thing. It's not like a, there's there's no apparatus in the world, Rob, that has made uh, more millionaires than than, than in the market. Yeah, none. there's none. There's nothing. You know, there's nothing even there's nothing even remotely cro- close. Like I read a book recently, The Millionaire Next Door, and that's what it was. That's what that's what basically it was just a this guy was like a forty thousand dollar a year guy and he saved 10% of everything from when he first started working and, and, uh, you know, was a multimillionaire. It's like, there's no apparatus. That's like, that's why I'm a long play guy because mm-hmm. it's about, to me, it's about consistency. Mm-hmm. Everything in my life's about consistency over time. Like we were talking when I got here, like, Hey, you're still in good shape for being really old. No, I'm no, just <laughs> no, but you're, you were saying about being in the, in the same thing. It's, it's, uh, it's the secret of my success and everything is consistency. Mm-hmm. So, He's he's fast and loose, and he's the best I've seen at it. Mike's the best I've seen at it, and and he's made me lots of money, lots of money. So so, and I I love him for it and appreciate him for it. But it's like my mind doesn't work that way. But um, so I'm just like 
consistency. Another thing that somebody put on the put on the page one time that I think is very important for uh, new investors. There's actually a friend from high school of mine, a friend named Troy Blakely, a really good dude. He put on there that he was a new investor, but he's but he's a very intelligent guy. He's not one of the guys that comes on and asks the same. You know, some people ask the same kind of questions over and over again, and um, they don't really want to do the research. They would they would rather. Mike or Tony or Steven or Jeremy or some of the guys that are really smart on the page, just give them the answers to everything. But this guy um, put a pretty uh, telling post on it. He said, me being a new investor, I've come to realize I need to be 90% study, 10% investing. Yeah. And that's true because I think a lot of guys want to dive in feet first and they wanted to go with all the shiny things. What were the shiny things? The that, weed stocks? That was the, me. The yeah, EV you're stocks? You're talking about me? Yeah. No, no, and I 100%. think you're, you're like most people that they want to jump on the EV stocks. And we have a couple of friends that were telling us like that we're way down right now. I was like, send me, if you don't mind, like being nosy, because I'll send mine to anyone. Send me your portfolio. It was all tech and EV. Well, that's the sector that took a dump. So yeah, you're down really badly right now. I still think you're, I still think the guy that sent me that is completely fine because he's in all solid companies mm -hmm. but it's like if you just jumped on all these shiny plays what the popular thing is when that popular thing falls you, you're not holding the bag because i still think you own it it's only a it's only an l if you sell right. robbie ramey always says okay. it's only an l if you sell okay you know so but that's what you're talking about as far as being diverse and having a basket of different things exactly. and not being sunk into one thing like don't just get one sector right. yeah, yeah you can't just be in like I, i'm all in on ev I'm all in on EV. It's the future. But if all my stocks were EV, you know, I would be right having, now I would be, be having a heart attack right sure. now because that that whole market it went corrected as badly as forty. It's coming back. It corrected as badly as forty percent. So if my you know I've got to the point I'm getting old. I've got to a point where I've got a decent amount of money, and I'm like if it, if I was forty percent less than that, you know, I I'd, I'd be uh, worried about you know right yeah I'd be That'd I'd be, be sweating I'd be I'd be selling some cars or something. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. to, to Tony's point about ninety percent study. So my background, uh, I was a I was a Navy nuke. So I was an MM MM nuke in the Navy for seven and a half years, and I've never finished my college degree. The company I work for now, uh, I work for JLG, and I'm supposed to have a college degree in my position. And I started taking college classes online to finish my nuclear technology specialties degree. And three years ago, I was trade. I've been trading for years, but I didn't really have have a plan. I was making money, no plan. Three years ago, I decided to not finish my degree. College was just taking too long. They're charging me extra time for, for not taking the number of courses a year I'm supposed to. They charge a $500 fine. Drag it out as long as they want you, they want you to drag it it's out. It's a scam, yes. right? They, they, they want you to pay them extra money. I told them I got a full-time job. I'll finish my degree on my own time. I said, I'm not going to go finish my degree anymore. I want my kids to realize you can be successful without a degree. If you want to go that route, fine. So I decided what's going to make me the most money. Every time I travel, if I'm on travel at night, instead of watching TV or playing around, that's all I do is I study stocks. I started mm -hmm. studying stock charts. And pretty much the people that know me, even my kids, Dad, you're talking about stocks again, stocks. <laughs> that's all I do. At yeah. night, I study. Now Tony's got me reading books. I don't read. I hate reading. Well, guess me what too. I do? I'm reading four books right now. Oh, that's wow. never happened unless I was in school. So, I may have read four books my whole life. So. <laughs> It's all so it, it, it does take time. And again, you have to develop a plan. You have to know what, what works for you because what works for Tony might not work for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, diving into something just because somebody says so is fine, but have an exit strategy. We had a lot of people on the page that were looking for stocks to jump into. They jump into it and immediately they go down, right? You got to have that, that exit strategy. What are you going to do? Holding, holding prey doesn't work very well. Right. 
And if it's not your stock, you know, I, like I like I always talk about um, the different types of plays there are. Like, if it's not a high conviction stock for you, it's not something you have a high conviction in. People don't realize, and that's why that's where the studying comes in as well. And like, we live in the age of technology. I remember I had the, I had a dad that like would I'm gonna put in a wood floor. I'm gonna build a brick wall. I'm gonna do you know we all had those dads, sure, right? That's my dad. But this is pre YouTube. Yeah, I can I can pretty much do anything on YouTube. Well, go to YouTube. Look at basics of stock. There, there are people that get into stocks and, and on the page and 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 I um I stress it, but I think they 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 read them they read the sexy part, the good part about hey I like Tesla, I like BYD, I like this. They don't read the bad part about if this isn't a high conviction stock for you, put a trailing stop on it. When you do, when you're on a platform and say you buy Neo, which Neo's a great stock. Neo took a bad beat lately, but if you're not, you don't have a high conviction in Neo. You bought it because it was going steadily up, and they're they're one of the EV market leaders. Put a trail stop on it, ten percent. So what you're doing is, say you bought Neo at forty, say Neo goes to forty eight, the most you're going to drop from on Neo is ten percent below that forty eight dollars with a trailing stop. You can put a trailing, and then, but so many people got back to me is like, why didn't I know about that? And my, my thought in my head was, which I wouldn't tell them that, my thought in that in my head was because you jumped in 90% trading, 10% studying, not 10% right. trading, 90%. So you didn't understand there are actually safeguards to keep you from like, – like I love what Mike said a few minutes ago about how he almost sets it and forgets it. If there's something he's really interested in, and he'll tell me this. He'll tell me five mornings a week he'll send me something. I really like this. I like how it's running. If it hits this, buy it. He'll tell me that. Mm-hmm. If it hits this, buy it. So it's like he doesn't FOMO. He doesn't get too excited. It's like if it doesn't get to where he want it, wants it to be, he's not touching it. Mm-hmm. Well, same thing. If you're not buying something on a high conviction, if it's not something you're like, I'm going to hold for the rest of my life. Like I tell people like that Warren Buffett-backed um, car company, BYD, they'll pry the shares out of my dead hand when I'm dead. But like I'm not, I'm not selling it. Right. I'm not selling it until – I'm not selling until it's worth at least my share. My shares are worth minimum a million dollars just of that company. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but if it's not high conviction for you, use the safeguards in place. And that's where that's where watching videos and studying or paying attention to people that actually know what they're doing is so paramount. Because you, I, I've seen people go like, "Oh my God, I've already lost forty percent on this. Why didn't you put a trailing stop on it? What is that?" Yeah. Yeah. So what's the uh, what's What's the downside of using a trailing stop? Trailing stop? Are you punished in any way for using that? The only downside I can see, Andrew, is is what I don't. The thing you wouldn't like about a trailing stop is Mike would be the best to answer this question. But you have to see what the daily movement of that stock is. Meaning, if it's very, if it's very up and down, if there's a lot of volatility to it, and it and it moves, and you can put the trailing stop at whatever you want. You can put it at six percent, seven percent, fifteen percent. You can put it wherever you want. The down part of it is. You need to see what the daily move, daily volume on that stock is. If that stock tends to, and what its daily range is. So, say you bought like right now. Let me get. Let me think of a good example of a stock. Plug. Plug Power is a hydrogen. It's. I, I like it. That's a cool thing. It's like a hydrogen powered car company that went from a couple dollars to like seventy dollars. Now it's back at like twenty something dollars. Right. I put a trailing stop on it. I don't have any high conviction in hydrogen. Like I have a high conviction in EV. Mm-hmm. I have a high conviction in an old. If if they start building old school muscle cars again, I'm all in. <laughs> right. But uh, but I didn't have a high conviction in that, so I made a killing on it. But as soon as it started dropping off, but but to answer your question, the the negative that could happen with that is if it's a if it's a company that has a daily range of say it's a twenty five dollar stock and it, its daily range is 
10% down, 10% up, a 10% trailing stop might not be your move because it may be fine. It just, that's, that's the way it moves. It moves up and down very rapidly. So you, what might happen is you might get that trailing stop, right? And immediately you sell your stock. Jumps right back up 10%, right where you were. Mm. Now you're out. You yeah. can't buy back until, you know, you're going to buy back at a higher rate. I got you. I got you. That's just what you're saying. You know, you got to be careful. That's just not what that stock does. Right. And then all of a sudden you're out of that stock. And and most aren't that. Most aren't that up and down, Andrew. But but there are some that are. So that's where that's where a guy like, hey, my big plays for the longest time, I would consult with uh, your Robbie Ramey's, your, your Chad Hollander's. Now with Mike, I'm like, hey, look at this. I really like this. And what do you think? And, and he understands, and I do two more because of him. He understands volume and movement. So I'll look at that. If I'm buying a stock strictly on, we were big into a, um, him, and I, him and I both, we were big into this company, ACIC. We still think they have an amazing product. They basically have like little, almost like little puddle jumper helicopter type airplanes. Electric. Electric. All mm. electric. Mm. So they, have a, they already have a deal with it's either American or United for a billion dollars. So it's, it's called ACIC. Well, I got him in. We got each other excited about it. We both got into it. And today he told me, he goes, oh, I, I got rid of all mine. I was like, I had no tro- choice. It was a, there was a trailing stop on it. It took the me thinking about it out of my mind. It sold it off. And I still feel good about the company. I think it's something I might invest in in the future. Mm-hmm. But it at one point, it got to maybe 15 a share. And now it's at like eight or nine bucks. About eight bucks now, yeah. About eight bucks now. So, so that would be a good time to buy in on that. I didn't want to take that. Now might be a good time. But I, I didn't want to take that. At, send whatever you need to know to Mike. And he'll tell you if it's the right, <laughs> he'll tell you if it's the right time. You know, but, uh, but yeah. But that saved me because... I think Kim and I got in at 11 or 12. You, you got in earlier than me. I, I, I started looking at 15, and then, yeah, it was a drop down towards 13 $12 I got in. So, so I think I got in a little earlier than him. But anything, anything I really like, I push to him. Gotcha. And, and, and not only do I push to him where I want him to make money, I want everybody to make money. Sure. But I push to him because he might tell me, I don't like it. Yeah. I, don't like the, I don't like the way it moves. I don't like the volume. And if he tells me that, I usually don't touch it right. because I, I, I believe in what he has to say. But so it goes to fifteen. I have a trailing stop, a trailing stop on it. I think I think mine automatically sold all of it at thirteen fifty, where I bought it at eleven. So I still yeah. made a nice little profit, sure. and I'm still probably gonna probably going to at some point get back in on it. But I just think that do the studying, mm-hmm. do the homework, man. It's worth it, especially you think about it. If if someone's four hundred one k or someone's invest, that's a huge it's part. Future. It's a huge part of your ability because. Yeah. Companies don't offer. What's, no. a, what's a pension now? No. You work forever and you get a. I'm not. You know. You, you get you a work gold forever watch. and you get a gold watch <laughs> yeah. and you get and you get a certain amount of stipend. Well, those good jobs hardly exist anymore. So right. it's like, why would you? Why would you not put a ton of? I know people that study for hours and hours to decide which LED TV to buy. Right? They don't put any, but they're throwing money at stocks and and did no research. I'm like put a lot more research into a uh, investment than I'm going to into buying a depreciating asset, right? One of the things that I looked at, I, you know, and I had a, a little bit of a finance background. I worked at SunTrust. Uh, I worked at, uh, I was a financial. You've lived a lot of life. Dude, I, I listen I, to the podcast all the time. And you're like, and every I knew, time I, I hear some new, new career. Yeah. I've been in the beer business for 28 years. <laughs> i got hey, one thing. Hey, I know one thing. Hey, but I, it's a good thing, though. Right. It's a good thing, you know. Right. But, it, but it was it was kind of funny to me when people would come in and they're bringing these big lump sums of cash and they're like, uh, "I'm gonna, what's your CD rates going? Man, it's garbage. It's straight up garbage. Like, uh, 
I mean, I don't even know what a city rate is at this point. Uh, it, I think it, you're lucky to get like 1.2% yeah. I mean, or when, something. When we had a, when, I remember we had a 2.5% a uh, APY. I mean, they were coming in in droves. Like, I'm just like, and I'm figuring it up, and I'm like, oh, you made $200 after you get to get this thing out. That's really terrible. So, <laughs> But I've always been uh, interested uh, in, in the stock game and, and investing and things like that. I just – it was always something that I was always interested in. And I just, unfortunately, I, I, I took a lot of gambles, a lot of risks and, and, and starting businesses and things like that. So I never really had the free, the cash that was there to, to, to play the market and, and do these things. So now we're able to do a little bit more, uh, the older that I've got. And, uh, so I just can't, it's still for the, for the life of me, I can't understand why people, like you said, they don't they don't do the homework and they don't research, and they're willing to go stick their money in a savings account where they're getting like a a point two return in a savings account in a bank because it's safe. But what did you get? You got nothing. You you basically gave them capital to make a ton of money. They're making a ton of money off your capital and giving you you're a peasant to them. Yeah, they're giving here, you pennies. Here, here, here you go. Yeah, they're dropping the crumbs right, off the table. Right. They're getting a loaf of bread, and the crumbs fall off to the. Uh, the actual guy that has a savings account. Sure. So, so to that point, right? So the, there's a couple of things I want to circle back around. Um, to the point, though, if, if, if you don't have the capital, you don't need the capital. I just signed up for Webull the other day, and I got five free stocks for signing up, five free stocks for having a, somebody else sign up. I ended up with $155 in free stock after I put $100 in the account. Mm-hmm. I can take the $100 out. I'm already up 150%. So that's, right there, wild. the thing is, is I started wrong. Three years ago, I put 25 grand into account and I run that money up. That's great. That's not the way to do it. If you're dabbling and you want to play with crypto and you're not sure what you're doing, put a couple hundred dollars, $500, $1,000. If that $1,000 goes away, it's gone. If you, if you make money, so this is, this is something that I, I learned a few years ago that I wish somebody told me and it makes sense now. Everybody wants to pull profit. Mm-hmm. I pull cost. So if I buy a thousand dollar stock and I go up fifty percent, right? Well, I pull, I pull my thousand bucks. So I'm I, I'm now at fifteen hundred dollars. I pull a thousand dollars. Well, I had a, say it was a one dollar share. I had a thousand shares. Well, if you do the math and I pull my profit, I end up with three hundred and thirty three shares for free. I take that house money, leave it over in a bank, or yeah. leave it over, in a, and I separate. I have two, yeah. so I keep two yeah. separate accounts. So now that's 333 shares at a dollar. That's free. I have my thousand bucks to play again. I don't care what you put it back into. If I make 5%, I take that 5%. I can either add to the shares that I was playing with before, or I can add another stock and diversify. And then I start with my thousand bucks again. So I highly recommend when people do that, instead of just holding on to their money, watching it go up, right? You have to pull your cost. Not your profit, but pull your pull cost. Pull your cost. Okay. That's I like very, that. I like it. Yeah. Me too. That's brilliant. I, and, and for me, because I play so fast and I play with so many different stocks, at one point I had, I think, 56 penny stocks. Holy cow. And but That's a lot were, of watching. I, 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 but see, watching, right? The thing is, is I play fast, but mm-hmm. I, I've, I've had, like I said, about 15, 15 stocks, 10X plus in the last three months, which is huge. Yeah. And another thing people do is you have to be really cautious of what you're betting. If you're betting 5,000 blocks at a time and you're betting, okay, I'm going to put 5,000 in this stock. If you make 30, 40 grand, keep playing that $5,000 block. Don't throw, go all in because if you bet the same and you lose that one big chunk, you're gone. Mm-hmm. It's, the, the goal is not, it's not to win every day. 
The goal is 60-40. It's win more than you lose. You're not going to win 100% of the time. That just never happens. It's okay to lose as long as you have a plan and you're mm-hmm. smart and you win more than you lose. If you keep the plan the same and you don't bet differently on every bet, you'll never have a problem as long as you're winning more you. than you lose. I like that. I think that's pretty solid. So Absolutely. One, one more thing, too. on the when You, you guys mentioned uh, 401K. One of the things I did is HSA. So I put money into my HSA every month. And um, so you put a couple hundred bucks in every month, it grows, use it, for, use it for medical expenses. Well, most HSAs, I have fidelity, I can trade with that. So beginning of the year, I took $4,000 and made it, I think it's over 60 now. So Jesus. as long as you cash out. I'm right? telling you, he's a savant. This, that's, you're sitting next to Rain Man. <laughs> that's no that's tax-free no money. Kidding. That's tax-free money. Yeah, so yeah, by yeah. the time that I retire, after 65, you can pull that out for anything. That's another fun for you on anything, not just medical expenses. So I like having multiple buckets. I have a crypto bucket. Well, stocks have been doing kind of funny lately, so I play with the crypto bucket. HSA bucket's another thing. My stock buckets, I have three different stock accounts because I have a long-term stock account where I'm trying to be more like Tony, trying to leave that off to the side, and then I have a daily one that I can play with, and then I have one where I have my freebies. My okay. freebies are all separate. I got gotcha. I need to, and then what was the, what was the freebies? How did you get in on that? What was that one? As, as soon as you, if you, if you buy a stock and you spend a thousand bucks, say you make a thousand, right. pull your thousand dollars out. That thousand that's left is free. Okay. I was talking about the app. Oh, the Weeble. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. you go on yeah. Weeble, yeah. Like yeah. He, he can give you his, um, either of us can, but Mike can, Mike can give you his, um, he's probably got a, uh, code yep. and, uh, and you go on Weeble and you just put a hundred bucks in and they give you, he did a lot better than I did. When I did it, I think I got, um. I think his were like 150. I think I got like twelve dollars worth of stocks. <laughs> hey, I'll try it. I'll, I'll give it. A, I'll, 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 it I'll a be look. sure to give you my code before. Please do. Yeah. I'll, oh, there was a guy on a. There was a. There was a guy on one of the guys I follow. One of the um, YouTube um, investment guys I followed, where a guy got a um, got a, a a share. One of his five shares was was a share of Microsoft, which is oh nuts. wow. Yeah. They're, they're doing a deal right now. I think they're giving away Tesla shares. Bunch really? Of, a bunch yeah, of Tesla you, shares. You do a couple yeah. things. I think it's like four thousand Tesla shares. Man. That would be nice to get, for sure. Yes, sir. All right, gentlemen. I, um, I'm trying. I, it's just so much, and I'm going to go back and listen this a hundred thousand times. Yeah, there so, is. So, the main thing for me and for you, Andrew. Yeah. When you're born, I'm, and you're and I'm, you're a pup, man. I'm just I'm sitting here like a sponge, soaking all this in. Ninety percent study, ten percent invest. Especially for a new guy. Especially with, 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 with Mike, 99%. You know what's funny is he, he made that comment about um, don't just buy something because Tony told you to buy it. But I'm not going to lie. If, if Mike's really passionate about something, I just buy it. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm going to put – I'm not going to put 100 grand into it. But if Mike's super passionate about something, I just buy it. Yeah. And I tell other people to buy it, sight unseen. But there's very few people I have that trust in. I got very you. few. Chad Holander tells me to buy something. I just buy it. Warren Buffett Jr. Yeah, Chad tells me. Chad got me in. Yeah, Chad got me to buy BYD at like, you know, Chad's a very low key dude, right? Yes. He was super excited. I was like, either you had a Red Bull today or you are really, really, I'm sorry, either you had the best version of Kill Cliff today. Yes. Or you had, you're really excited. So if Chad gets excited about something, I'm like, I just I just get out my checkbook. Right, I was about to say, I'm old enough to still have a checkbook too. I know. You know, people don't have checkbooks. And we know how to balance them and, and fill them exactly. out. Exactly. No so one knows how to do that. Yeah, you know? That's crazy. So, so I, I will give you my conviction stock. My number one conviction stock. It's a penny stock. It's only at six to seven cents right now. It's run from I got in 
at two cents. It's run all the way to 28. It's back to six. It's AITX. AITX. They, they create um, robots for, uh, it's artificial intelligence robots for the security manned and unmanned space. Oh, wow. And you know that's where we're going. Yep, for and sure. Their bots have ballistic information. It can tell you where, where a gun's been shot. It can read license plates. It can scan your face. It can tell you if it has a mask. It can talk to you. So these are things that I think the latest they put one in a car lot and the car lot said immediately they've already seen a, a reduction in crime. And um, this is something that's going to come out in the next two to five years. You're going to mm -hmm. see it everywhere. Okay. And to me, ground floor level, I think it's, it is, um, it's new technology and it's going to change the world. Now, whether I like the fact that we're going to go to AI on everything. Kind of scary. It is scary. I've seen Terminator. Yeah. I see how that ends. Yeah, it doesn't go well. <laughs> I feel like right. it doesn't go well. They become smarter than, uh, they they become smarter than us. They cause a lot of problems for people like us. Yeah. So, so I, when, when, when Tony talks about pulling stock from his hands with BYD, that's, that's my stock. I will right. never get rid of it. Okay. And I think anything, um, if you need to have a strategy, like you said, and, and here's the thing, like the businesses you've owned, the businesses I've owned, they're, I have passion in all them. You know, I have passion in all them. For me to hold a stock forever, I don't have to have a passion in it. And let me explain that really quickly. It's like a good example. I have never been on a dating app. So if, if, you, if you can say otherwise, screenshot me the picture of me on a date. I've never been on a dating app, and I probably never will. I'm, a, I'm an old school organic guy. I sure. like to have walk up to you, say hi, meet you, whatever. I own tons of Match.com, and I own a good bit of Bumble now. Because here's the thing. I'm getting older, but I care about the future. I don't like EVs. I might own an electric vehicle sometime. You know, I've got I've got a Chevelle that gets six gallons to the mile. Oh my god! So right. that's all. Yeah, right. Gets six gallons of gas to the mile. So 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 that's what I, the things I love. You can't. You need to think where. And this is perfect on what Mike was saying about AITX. I'm not excited. I'm not that excited, but. If you don't see where things are going, so I invest in like the fintech companies, Square, PayPal. That's where things are going. Sure. Yeah. Match.com, Bumble, anything that's going to be futuristic. DoorDash. There's another one. DoorDash, Huge. anything like that. Like, who would have thought, like, back in the day, I can remember back in the day uh, um, going out with my friends and, like, calling a cab or, or getting in a cab because, you know, being, being um, responsible and not wanting to drive now, it's like Uber, Lyft, yeah. Genius. Yeah. Fill, a, fill a market niche. And so any of those companies, they're going to thrive in the future. Palantir, which which Kathy Wood's huge on. And Kathy Wood is, I call her a Warren Buffett in a pantsuit. I think she's the smartest investor going right now. She's a genius. But, um, but don't necessarily buy things you need because here's the thing. We're all middle-aged guys. Nothing wrong with that. But we're not the future. Right. That's right. Buy the future. Don't buy the don't like good example. Like if you were back in the day and you're AL. like AOL.com. No, well like, AOL. If, yeah. No, no. If, if back in the yeah, dur, dur, those noises. <laughs> but yeah. if you were if you were back in the day and, and here's a here's a perfect example of two companies, okay? Um AT&T, MCI. The two leaders, the two biggest companies in the world with telephone long distance. AT&T pivoted. AT&T realized, well now that cell phones are coming out, you're every call on here is remember when you have the a high long distance bill it's like yes. I, yep. I remember when i lived in texas and my parents lived in uh lived in louisville and i was like oh man i got a 57 dollar uh, phone bill for the month well now it's yeah. all inclusive right it's mm -hmm. all inclusive in this cell phone well at&t now if you look at at&t now which which another stock i love they pay a seven percent dividend right. you know dividends are very important too i don't know if we have time to touch on that but but um 
AT&T pivoted. AT&T owns DirecTV. AT&T got into cell phones. AT&T got into um, um, streaming and internet and mm-hmm. fiber optics and whatever. MCI is like, no, we're going to stay the leader in Oh, you're going to stay the leader in nothing. Nothing. You're going. You're the right. lead. You you're don't even exist you, anymore. You just went extinct. You don't exist anymore. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so if, com- if it's a company you love that's an old school company, like if you, good example, you love Ford, Ford's going full head, full electric. speed ahead into electric. Mm-hmm. Volkswagen, full speed ahead into electric. If you loved a company forever and you don't, and they're not, they're not future thinking, if they're not playing, we, we were talking about this earlier. If they're not playing chess, they're playing checkers. Leave that company alone because yeah. they're not they're not going to be around. They're going to be a dinosaur. So don't necessarily buy what you think is cool. Buy the future. Right. That, that, that's my biggest. And take. If, if you're not sure about the future, Tony mentioned Kathy Kathy Wood. Kathy Wood. The, the, she the is Arc, the future. The Arc Fund. If you look up their Arc funds, those are ETFs, and she talks about 3D printing, genome. Uh, these are these are places. I mean, EV, solar. Those things are going Artificial somewhere. That that's uh, yeah, artificial intelligence. Those are big sectors for her. And they're using three D printing for everything now. They can make anything. Houses, yeah, concrete. they're building con- yeah. yeah concrete. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And and also, uh, you, you touched on this when we were talking um, down the street a little bit. Um, uh, and I think you touched on it in the beginning as well. Politics. Yeah, plays pay attention. Play, what's going on? Plays a role. Like immediately, Mike and I were had a lot of talks about this. Immediately when um, Biden won the presidency. What is Biden going to, what's, that's going to be your, your solar, sure. your wind, yep. your EV infrastructure. Yeah. Right. Infrastructure. Yeah. Anything that, yeah. Anything that's like, that's kind of, uh, that green energy, same thing. Like, like, uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to have solar panels on my house. Maybe I will. I'm, I'm probably not going to, I'm definitely not going to have a windmill, no. so, right. but, but yeah. I'm in deep on those technologies because don't get stuck in it. If you want to open a business open a business you love right if you want to invest i don't care if you love it do other people love it is it where things are going go where the money's going right don't go where your heart's going on investing it's like don't bet on the falcons never don't bet on the falcons well and and, you may love them and i always think of stuff in the beverage you know when you guys thinking of stuff that you know getting in early you think about i always think the beverage business and the first guy that thought about putting water in a plastic bottle selling water who thought people would hear? I mean, not, it would have been hard for me to invest in that. Not only, not only that, Andrew. What gets me is my my dad. But I mean, he's passed now. But um, but uh, honestly, the biggest the biggest um influence on me being a uh, really financially solid and being a good investor. But he always would joke around that like when we were kids, what was the cheapest thing in a restaurant? Coffee, mm-hmm. ten cents. Nothing. A lot of the places would. I remember we went free to White coffee. Castle, free coffee. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like my dad's like, I, you'd have, if you'd have told Six me, if you'd have told me you. twenty years ago that people would pay five dollars a cup for, it's coffee. Yeah. You literally, they literally have like ten cents in. You buy a no, no offense to Starbucks. I own a stock in it. Um, you own a. <laughs> I you, should. If you buy, I should if, own yeah, a building. No, exactly. If you buy um a Starbucks, which. I buy. I have a pretty simple order. It's like four dollars yeah. for, for what I get. There's twelve cents in it. Probably. That's insane. Well, it's max, the, and that's also the, max. That's also the beauty of the beverage business. I mean, you think about the beverage business for whatever reason. Pro- people that people don't have a problem paying premium prices for beverages, whether it's beer, whether it's some IPA. They're spending twelve bucks for a six pack or six dollars a coffee. For whatever reason, people have no problem dishing out money for beverage right whether it's alcohol whether it's coffee whether it's water i mean 
Absolutely This right. water bottle's got a cool bottle, so I'm going to pay $3 for this bottle of water. So where's that going? It's Fiji. Yeah. It's from yeah. right. Fiji. I maybe? sell that as well. Fiji water. Fiji, yeah. So, so yes. expensive. Yeah. CBD-infused Yep. Water, yeah. there alcohol, you go. Yeah. Those are all yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And Kill CBD. Yeah. Yeah. The guy, yeah. the, the guy that I've met, the guy, super, super nice guy. He's the guy that is Mister Blue Moon. Okay, he walked away from Blue Moon and he sold. He sold away all his Blue Moon to Miller Coors. He was involved with Miller Coors, but he walked away from it all because he now has THC beer now he can't have alcohol in the beer that's where it's illegal but he walked away from all of it he's just doing sodas and beers now with thc in it in colorado he saw he saw the killing it he saw it the, the it was coming he saw it yeah yeah just walks away from blue moon completely my dad a funny story i'm sure he i'm sure he did pretty well walking away though oh absolutely <laughs> i'm sure yeah, absolutely good so he didn't he didn't just give that he's away got, out of the I goodness got, of his heart absolutely he's like absolutely. i got somewhere i got somewhere this money's about to go i mean this dude this dude spent like four or five years i, I just sit off the side and talked to him for a while he spent what four or five years in belgium just perfecting his craft wow you know it's not some something he just drummed up in his basement the guy was get the guys they really 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 cool nerd is what he is because he's so smart i guess he just saw you know my dad unbelievable. Uh, we talk about coffee i remember i, I went to a shop and my, my dad's hit on his own business my, since i was a child he's had his own business he was a diesel mechanic and i walked in with a starbucks coffee and he looked at me he's like how much was that and i was like i don't know maybe five five fifty something like that and he just shook his head he's like i thought i raised you better than that and he said this cup right here which he had a bigger cup he said Got it at the gas station. Cost me 99 cents. Right. And I said, yeah, Dad, but was the women at the gas station as good looking as the one where I went to go get my coffee? And he was like, I guess I need to go try one of those $5 coffees. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, I, I don't get it. I, 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 I love it. There's a lot of people that do the Starbucks I think, I think thing. I don't get it. But a lot of people do. It's cracking that coffee. But you know what? <laughs> And I'm not, I, I love the people that do. I'm not mad at them because obviously, no. you know, those all those Absolutely years, not. all those years we put on uh, River Jam. But I mean, Jay Shell's probably got better numbers than I do. We those years we put on River Jam that we would we'd profit forty or fifty thousand on beer. Yeah, at River Jam, forty or fifty thousand on Insane. beer. Yeah, I'm like, you just uh, you know, you just made me very. You just made me. Very, you just bought me a new motorcycle yeah. from from just from the beer gate, That's yeah. right. not the gate. The gate. The gate's a crazy different number, but the beer gate. God bless them. Yeah. God bless the beer drinkers and how much, yeah, no drinkers. doubt, no doubt. Yeah, how much money are you paying for a Miller Lot at Turner Field? Our lot. truest part now. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. I was actually drinking Terrapin Muhus, so oh, it's so delicious. God dang, it's good. God, it's so good. It's like chocolate milk. They're gonna serve with that alcohol in, in it. I think they so do serve it in heaven. That sounds, I know they do. I, that I sounds to actual, me like the perfect mix. And I, I haven't had that, but chocolate turtle. milk and beer. Can you right now? It is so good. Like your childhood love and there your adult love. It is so good. Yeah, I, There I, may be one in there. I'll take yeah, you up on that. I, I believe when you go to heaven, there is a turtle that can talk to you, <laughs> like the one yes. off of, uh, off of uh, what is it, Finding Nemo? Yep. And he wears a toga, and he has a halo. And Spike nailed it, man. That, that like, moo Hey, dude. You want a moo Yeah. Hell yeah. Right behind the dude. Right behind the golden gate. Right behind there the gate. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds good to me. Congratulations. You made it. Guys, I can't thank y'all enough for coming in. Yeah, and enjoyed I it. Appreciate it. What a wealth of knowledge uh, and uh, great information for anybody that's looking to get involved in doing some trading. So, uh, it, people, research your stuff. Study, study, study before you start throwing your money into it. Save 10% of everything. Honestly, yeah. as, soon as, you, as soon as you get a real job, 
save 10% of everything you make and you'll be able to, honestly, you'll be able to retire in the way you, in a, in a manner that you, uh, you didn't even dream of. So say if you save 10% of everything you make for your entire adult life, you'll be set for life. Yeah. One of the things I think we need to do, we need to, we need to get a little challenge going with the, the wolves of Woodstock where you throw a hundred bucks in, see who can make the most money with a hundred dollars. Okay. Like all right. I like it. I'm all about it. Did I send you a friend invite on that? Yes, you did. Okay. All right. So, all right. So all you wolves out there, let's do it. Let's see what happens. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank Thanks, you guys. guys. I appreciate right. it. Take care, everybody.